You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 182, Release Yourself from Working Mom Guilt. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. I want to talk to you moms today who are feeling a lot of guilt around being a working mom. I know as parents, we take our role really seriously. We put a lot of responsibility on ourselves to make sure we're giving our kids the opportunities we want them to have, to help them feel loved and happy and to enjoy life. And we want to make sure they're having the life experience that we think they're deserving of. And so we put all this responsibility on ourselves. And when we feel like we're not measuring up, we're not meeting those expectations, then we feel really guilty. And this is common for working moms. I know many of you might feel some guilt around your childcare situation. If you're not spending as much time with your kids as you want to, you might have some guilt about the type of relationship you're developing with your child, maybe some worry about that. And you could feel guilty for not having the energy you want to have on your days off to really engage with your child and do the things that you want to do with them. So those are the main things we're going to talk about today because I think they're especially pertinent to working moms, but I want you to know that moms in any situation can feel guilty. All right, so as working moms, these are some of the common things that come up, and the reason I'm actually doing this podcast episode is because I had multiple nurses reach out to me asking about mom guilt and work-life balance and those types of things, so I know this is a, a common feeling among moms and nurses, but it's common for moms in all types of situations. So for me, I'm kind of in between. I'm not a stay-at-home mom, but I don't consider myself a working mom in the same sense of a lot of, like, you guys might work full-time at the hospital or at a facility, and I'm kind of in between that situation because I'm a per diem nurse, so I have some shifts that I do at the hospital, And then I also kind of feel like a stay-at-home mom a lot of the time because I am home with my kids quite a bit, but I'm also a work-at-home mom because I have my coaching practice that I do from home. So a lot of times I'm scheduling my coaching calls around my kids' schedule and thinking about coaching and doing other things in my coaching practice while I'm with my kids. So I'm kind of in between, right? But I still feel mom guilt sometimes. And I know a lot of stay-at-home moms that that's what they do. They are 100% a stay-at-home mom. And it's not like because they're there with their kids all the time, they don't feel guilty. They definitely do. I want you to know that a lot of moms who are stay-at-home moms feel guilty about not giving their kids opportunities to go to daycare or to socialize, or they feel guilty about how they handle their emotions around their kids, or they feel guilty for not being more grateful that they're home with their kids all the time. So I just want you to know that while I don't think mom guilt is necessary, and I don't think it actually helps us be better moms, it's very common. And it's common across all situations. So quitting 
your job and being a stay-at-home mom isn't going to guarantee you get rid of the mom guilt. It's just going to change what you feel guilty about. So we've got to take a look at what's actually causing the guilt and address it from the root. Okay, so today we're going to talk about these different situations that cause mom guilt. And I really wanted to focus on the ones that I think working moms experience the most. Now, I know all of your situations are different. Some of you, even if you're a working mom, every family is going to have a different situation, right? So some of you might be single parents. Some of you might be the breadwinner in your family. And maybe your partner is the stay-at-home parent with your kids. Maybe your kids go to daycare because you and your partner are both working. Or your kids stay with a relative while you're at work or they're in school and you're a night shifter. So you sleep while they're at school and then you're with them when they wake up. There are a number of situations, right? For every single one of you here listening, I bet the situation is a little bit different. But we're going to talk about some of these common things that we feel guilty about and break it down here in this episode. All right, so let's dive in. So we're going to start off by talking about daycare. I grew up living in daycare. Now, it wasn't like a boarding school or anything like that. But I grew up with my mom doing home daycare. She did daycare at her house for 25 years. And so while I know that's different, right? You're like, well, you were still with your mom. All the kids coming to our house were those kids going to daycare, right? And I saw a lot of kids who had separation anxiety, who would cry at the door when their parents left. I saw kids who loved coming to daycare. And some of them didn't want to leave, right? When their parents would come to pick them up, they'd want to stay at our house. So I saw kids in a bunch of different situations reacting to daycare in different ways. And what I want you to know is that though I haven't stayed in contact with those kids their entire lives, as far as I know, those kids have turned out pretty good. From what I saw them as they were growing up, going to school, I went to school with many of them. They were awesome kids. They were wonderful people. They were achieving academically. One of them even became a nurse. So daycare must have done something right. No, I'm just kidding. But I just want you to know, I know a lot of times we have that worry that our kids going to daycare, that that's not the best situation for them or giving them the opportunities we want them to have. And while what I'm sharing with you is anecdotal, there are studies that show that kids can grow up and be just as well off as socially developed and academically advanced and all of that, they can have just as good of outcomes as kids who were with their parent, whose parent was a stay-at-home mom. Okay? So we can just kind of take that pressure off ourselves a little bit. But one thing that... I want you to know is that it's also okay for you to have some emotions around your child going to daycare. Maybe you feel sad that you don't get to spend more time with your kid. And that's okay. That's okay for you to feel some sadness that you wish you could have more time with your child. I think that's a beautiful thing. You enjoy spending time with them. Sometimes I want less time with my family less time with my kids. And I think that's okay too. But it's kind of beautiful that you want more time with your children. 
And it's okay for you to be sad if you don't feel like you're getting that or you don't see a way for you to get as much time as you would like. Okay? It's also totally appropriate for you to feel some compassion for your child. If they have separation anxiety, if you see them crying, if maybe they don't get along with the other kids at daycare or they get picked on, that's totally appropriate for you to feel some compassion and some sadness about those things. But here's where I want to help you. While we can totally feel those emotions, those are healthy and appropriate, I don't think we have to pile on the guilt on top of it. So when we see our kids struggling, though we are going to feel some compassion, we're going to feel some sadness, one thing I like to remind myself of is that it's okay. In the grand scheme, the big picture of things, I just like to hold this belief that it's going to be okay and that these experiences are for my child's benefit. Instead of worrying that it's going to harm my child, it's going to be a bad thing for them, I'm like, no, this is going to be for their benefit. Because when I think about who I want my children to become, like the type of characteristics I want them to develop, I realize that those things don't come from having an easy life. Yes, of course, I want my kids to be happy. And if I can take away pain and suffering from them, you bet, I'm going to do it. But in some situations, I realize it's good for them to experience discomfort. I want my children to become compassionate people who are kind to others, who include the outcast, who are open to people who are different from them. I want my children to be hard workers. I want them to see the value of effort. I want my kids to be willing to do things that are outside their comfort zone. I want them to be willing to fail, to try things not knowing if they're going to succeed or not, and sometimes not succeeding, but trying again, trying different approaches. And so when I think of all these things that I hope my children will learn throughout their life and the characteristics they'll develop, I know that those things don't come from an easy life. Sometimes they have to be the one getting rejected. If I want them to be compassionate towards other people getting picked on, it might help for them to know what it's like to be picked on. So of course I'm not going to be happy if they're getting picked on and I want to keep my kids safe and all of those things, but to some degree, it's okay for them to experience rejection. And it's going to help them become who I know they're capable of becoming. And it's okay for them to feel nervous going to daycare. If they're feeling some of that separation anxiety and they're not sure about the other kids and if they're going to make friends and they're worried about it, it's okay for them to experience all of that. Because as they go through their life, they're going to have so many situations where they're going to feel nervous. And having experiences when they're young where they learn how to feel nervous, they've done it, they get through it, that's going to build their confidence for the future. So then when there are bigger things at stake or they're nervous about going to a new high school or something like that, then they've been nervous before. It's not their first time. And they've seen that they can handle it and it's going to be okay. And if my child misses me while I'm gone and they're worried about if I'm going to come back, all of that's okay too. Again, I feel compassion for them, but I know I'm not doing something wrong. 
because I do come back, right? Over and over again, I come back and that's going to help them build that trust. And if when I come to pick them up, they don't want me, instead of being upset about that, I can be grateful that they're enjoying their time at daycare. And it's okay, again, let yourself feel the emotions you feel if you feel a little bit hurt, but you can feel hurt and grateful to their instructor, that they feel so loved while they're at daycare, that they have so many friends, that they're having such a great time that they don't want to come home. We don't have to mean that we're doing something wrong as a parent. Okay, so I just want you to think about all these opportunities you're giving your child by having them go to daycare. Like all these opportunities they're having to learn and to develop the characteristics we want them to learn and to have as they get older. So instead of thinking of it like we're doing something wrong, that we're depriving our child of these opportunities, we're actually giving them so much. Like imagine you were sending your child to this prestigious school. You'd be so proud of yourself. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I am the best parent ever because I'm giving my child all these opportunities. I'm letting them go to this school where they're going to learn. They're going to have these experiences. It's going to be amazing. And you'd feel so proud of yourself. You can believe that about daycare. Because look at the opportunities you're giving your child. They're going to this school called life that has some challenges, that has some amazing fun things, right? Like I just talked about everything they're learning from the challenges, but they're also learning from doing craft projects and making friends and doing all these things that you might not do at home if you were a stay-at-home parent, right? Like I signed my daughter up for preschool before she needed to go, even though I didn't need it out of necessity because I was like, she's going to be able to socialize with other kids. She's going to have an adult authority figure outside our family, outside me and my husband. And I think that's going to be so good for her. And she's going to do crafts all the time, which I do not enjoy doing at home because it makes such a mess. And so I wanted my daughter to have those experiences. And your kids are getting those experiences too. So let's be so grateful to ourselves. Like I am an awesome parent because I'm giving my child all these opportunities, challenges and fun opportunities that are going to help them develop into the person that I know they can be. And I'm an awesome parent because I'm going to work while they do that. I'm earning some money to help our family and take care of our family. And it's not fun all the time to go to work. So thank you, me, for being the best mom in the world. I'm amazing. Okay? So we can think about daycare in that way. And I think it's true. And I hope you see that maybe I'm right about it. Maybe it is true. Okay, so now let's talk about your relationship with your child. And what I was thinking about specifically with this one is something a Bold Nurse Society member reached out to me with recently. And she was saying how because she is the working parent and her partner is the stay-at-home parent, She feels like her kids go to dad instead of going to her. Like even after she comes home, they're always going to dad and wanting dad. And she feels like she's not enough as a mom or she's doing something wrong as a mom. So let's talk about this because I think a lot of you can relate to that kind of situation. So first of all, let's just step back from it. I know in our minds, we kind of think kids are supposed to go to mom for things. 
because that's what we've seen. A lot of us, right? Like growing up, it was pretty traditional for moms to be the stay-at-home parent and the dad to be the working one. And so a lot of examples, at least that I have from my childhood, and I'm guessing a lot of you do too, is kids going to the mom. Maybe that's how it was at your house that you'd be going to mom for everything or at your friend's houses, the mom often was the one there and available. So that's what we have seen over and over again. But as society has changed, and I think in beautiful ways, I think it's amazing that families have more flexibility to decide what works for them, that the mom can go to work and the dad can be the stay-at-home parent, or they can do any combination of things for them, whatever works. As we've seen those roles shift as far as parenting goes, it kind of makes sense that we see how kids relate to their parents shift as well. So if dad is the stay-at-home parent and kids are going to him all day long when they need help tying their shoes or they get hurt or they want a sandwich, they go to dad all day long, then it makes sense that when mom comes home from work, they keep going to dad. That's the routine they're in. That's the habit they're in. Just like for me, as the parent who's home most of the time, my kids are used to coming to me all the time. And then when my husband comes home, they still come to me. And I have to remind them like, no, I've been doing this all day. Go to your dad. (laughs) He'll change your diaper. He'll help you with that. He'll get you the snack. But they keep coming to me because that's the habit they're in. So when we notice that that just makes sense, then we don't have to make it mean this whole extra story about how we're not good enough as a parent, how something's gone wrong, how we're, we're doing it wrong. We can be like, oh yeah, it makes sense that my kids are going to the parent that they're in the habit of going to when they need help. Okay? But I also want to address this part of feeling like your child prefers another parent more. This can happen in all types of situations. I think it's pretty common, at least in my experience, my kids have switched their preferred parent a number of times. Like when my daughter was little, when she was just a few months old and was like just starting to show preference where she would smile more or she could indicate like who she wanted to have hold her and who she wanted to snuggle her with, she would prefer her dad. And he would be able to soothe her better. And they just seemed like they connected more than me and her. Even though I was with her all day long, when her dad would come home, that's who she'd prefer. And it seemed like they had a better relationship, that she responded better to him. And I was kind of hurt by that. Because I felt like I'm the one with her all day long. I'm making all these sacrifices, putting in the time with her, yet she prefers her dad. And so I felt myself worrying about my relationship with her and how it was going to look in the future and if we were going to be close and if she'd be closer with her dad and how unfair that was. And I caught myself spinning out in all of those thoughts until I realized that that made me more disconnected from her. As I worried about our relationship, 
part of me kind of blamed her. It was like I was mad at her for ruining, quote unquote, our relationship and for preferring her dad. So I kind of blamed her, kind of blamed her dad. And then I felt insecure about myself. And so I disconnected from her. And so when I realized that that's what I was doing, I decided to question all of it. So I started with, is it really so bad that she adores her dad? And I realized it was actually kind of awesome. It was amazing that she adored her dad, that they had this close relationship and that when he'd come home, I could get a little bit of a break because she wanted to be with him. The truth was I kind of wanted her to be with him too. (laughs) And so instead of feeling upset about that or jealous, I decided to just be grateful. And I genuinely felt grateful. If you're not at grateful yet, let yourself feel a little bit hurt or disappointed that what you imagined isn't how things are playing out in this moment. Okay, it's okay to feel sad. But if you can get to gratitude, like for me, it actually didn't take much to get to gratitude. I was like, it's actually pretty awesome. I'm so glad I'm married to this amazing man and that he and my daughter have such a beautiful relationship. But then the other part of it that helped me was I realized I was doing a lot of comparing. I was comparing my relationship with my daughter to my husband's relationship with my daughter. And those things were never going to be the same. They didn't need to be the same. And so I started nurturing this belief that it was okay for us to have different relationships with our daughter. And that's how it was, of course, going to be. We were going to have our own relationships with her. And so instead of comparing all the time, like, oh, it seems like she wants him and this is how they interact. I was like, what do I want my relationship with her to look like? And what is it? Like not even getting to what do I want it to look like, but what is it right now? What if I loved our relationship right now? And as I put my focus on that, I just focus on loving my daughter how she was, which was wanting to be with her dad sometimes, a lot of the time. When I got okay with that, I just loved her for that. And I didn't worry about what it meant for the future or feel upset by it. I just loved her then I was able to show up more as the mom I wanted to be and build more of a connection with her. It wasn't this forced connection that was coming from desperation and insecurity. It was connection that was coming from confidence and love. Okay, so let yourself have your own relationship with your child. Instead of comparing all the time, be okay with where your relationship is at right now. Work to getting to be okay with it. Work to getting to acceptance. And then build your relationship based on how you feel about your child, how you feel about yourself. And you'll be able to develop that confidence. That's going to help you connect at a way deeper level and without that insecurity and worry. Okay? All right. And then our third thing I wanted to talk about today that I know a lot of parents can relate to is feeling like you don't have the energy to be present with your kids on your days off. So you get done working your shifts for the week and then you finally have a day where you're not working and you might feel all this pressure. 
Like I need to take my kids to the park. I need to do all these activities with them. I need to play with them. I need to be present because I've been gone all these other days. And so we feel guilty sometimes because we're like, yeah, but I also need to clean the house and want to take a nap and need to go grocery shopping and have all these other household maintenance type things we need to do, or we just want to rest. And so we feel like we're not as present and engaged with our kids as we want to be. And then we feel guilty about it, right? We're like, I've been gone all this time. My kids deserve better than this. My husband was talking to me about this not too long ago where he was saying that he felt some guilt. So it's definitely not just moms that feel this way, but he was saying he felt some guilt because he would work his shifts And then he felt like our family was just getting the leftovers, like the leftovers of his energy because he'd give his best when he was most alert, which is at night because that's the schedule he's been on for seven years. So he'd give his best energy to his patients. And then on his days off, he felt like we were getting the leftovers because he would usually sleep part of the day. And then when he'd be up, he'd still be kind of groggy. Because he'd be up during the day, which he wasn't used to, right? So he felt like we were just getting the leftovers. So if you're feeling this way, I want you to just think for a moment. Like, get in that situation where you're hanging out with your kids. It's your day off. And you're thinking, my kids deserve better. They're just getting the leftovers. How does that sentence going through your brain make you feel? My kids are just getting the leftovers. For me, that is a very draining thought. It brings up a lot of guilt, right? So we feel guilty that our kids aren't getting what they deserve. They're not getting our best. And that thought is draining and exhausting and wears you down. So notice how we think that thought is really important. Sometimes that thought does motivate us to get up off the couch where we're like, okay, I'm going to go take my kids to the park. I'm going to hang out with them because they're getting the leftovers. They really deserve better than this. So we push ourselves up off the couch and go do the activity with them. But when we're fueled by guilt, it's so much more draining. So as we're at the park and doing these other things, we're feeling heavier than we typically would. Maybe you're a little more irritable, like inexplicably irritable, right? Where nothing's actually gone wrong and you think it's just because you're tired, but you're feeling kind of irritable as if you were walking around with the bark chips from the park in your shoe. It's just kind of a little poke every once in a while, like something uncomfortable in your shoe and it makes you kind of grouchy. That's what physical pain can do to us. Like sometimes we're feeling physical pain, like you have a headache or something. It's not super severe, but that discomfort makes you less patient and a little bit more irritable. And our emotions can do that too. Like feeling guilty or feeling bad or sad or whatever, those things aren't problems. Your body can handle feeling all those emotions. But sometimes when we're feeling those emotions... We have this baseline discomfort that causes it to be easier to pile on more discomfort and and we don't show up as who we want to be when those emotions are fueling us. So it's like you have the bark chips in your shoe and then you get really annoyed with your kids 
or annoyed with your partner or with yourself and it escalates more quickly. So even though that thought, my kids deserve better, they're just getting the leftovers, might get you to take some actions that look like being a present parent, coming from those emotions, it's still more exhausting and heavy and doesn't help you always show up as the parent you want to be, even if you're doing some of the actions that you wish you would. So it's just interesting to notice, right, that these thoughts that we think are so important to make us better parents actually can do the opposite of that. So then we're tired from doing our shifts and then we make ourselves more tired and more heavy with the thought like, my kids deserve better than this. They're just getting the leftovers. If we got rid of that thought and we just had the tiredness from working our shifts, we'd have more energy for our kids. We might still be irritable, but we'd be a little bit less irritable, right? So how do we stop thinking that thought? Once we see what it's creating for us and as parents, what it's causing, how do we stop thinking it? Because we're probably not going to think my kids are getting the best. That's going to be hard to jump to unless we really take some time to nurture that thought and to look for evidence that it could be true. Because right now, if you're like, my kids are getting the best, this is what they deserve. This is what they need as a parent. Your brain's gonna be like, no, because I'm tired and grumpy and losing my temper and all these things, right? Like I just don't have the energy or I'm distracted. I'm stressed about work. So your brain's gonna find all the reasons that it's not true to think that you're doing a good job as a parent. And it's gonna reinforce the idea that your kids should be getting better. So we have to take it slow. And just look at, could it actually be true that your kids are getting the parent they need? Your kids are getting the parent they deserve. I think it's true. Your kids don't need a perfect robot parent who never runs out of energy. Your kids need a real human parent. Your kids need a parent who is tired sometimes, who says no to activities, and maybe then your kids have to go entertain themselves for a while or be bored for a while. Maybe just like with the challenges your kids experience, possibly from going to daycare, how those things are good for them. Maybe it's true about the challenges you bring to your children from not being a robot. They need a real human parent, right? They need someone who loses their temper sometimes because they're irritable and tired. Because that's how they're going to learn how to apologize. They need to see you set boundaries because someday they're going to be an adult who might be working, who might be tired and needs to set boundaries as well. They need you as this whole package, a messy human who sometimes does it really well and is really present and sometimes is not present and is tired and says no and doesn't have the energy for things. They need all of it. So you are the perfect parent for your child. You're giving them exactly what they need. They need you, a messy human parent. 
because they're a messy child. This is a messy life. It's supposed to be. The mess is kind of beautiful. So please know that you are doing an awesome job. You are the parent they need. And if you can nurture that belief, not telling yourself that you're perfect, but if we can have that grace for ourselves, like this is the part where my child learns how to have an imperfect human parent. Okay, so let's have that compassion for ourselves and see all the opportunities that we're giving to our kids. You are doing an amazing job. I know balancing work and family life can be challenging, but you're doing it beautifully. You are the parent your kids need, and you're giving them the exact opportunities they need to have in their life. So keep it up. You're doing an amazing job. All right. Have a beautiful week, my friends. I'll talk to you later. Take care.